This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the Small Beans Podcasting Network. Small Beans is from the folks behind the Crack.com video department, and it features awesome shows like One Upsmanship, the video game podcast, Tales from the Pit, which is a hilarious and touching look at living with depression. It's actually like both funny and moving and helpful. And my favorite, Rough Stuff, which is where guests come on to talk about their most embarrassing childhood moment. Small Beans shows feature some of the funniest working comedians in L.A., and you can get them all by searching for Small Beans on your favorite podcasting app, including CastBox, the number one way to listen to podcasts on Android. Once again, look for Small Beans wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today we're talking about... Crudites? Crudite. Ah. Crudite. Do you remember last night when I texted you a sound file of um, that I found on Wikipedia of a guy saying crudite in uh, French? Yeah, except it didn't play on my phone, so I just asked you what it was, and then I didn't listen to it. Oh, great. But now I know exactly what it I listened what it to it a whole like. bunch. I even downloaded it onto my computer. Did you, did you like, loop it and turn it crudite. into a, a beat? Crudite. A crudite. 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 Did you, you could make that crudite. your ringtone. Crudite. 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 So anyway, here's the deal. Can grand, I, can I grand just, crudite. Before we throw down on memory lane... Can I just uh, remind everyone that there is an accent on the E, like ole. Okay. Yeah. But- and that the word is always plural, like crudités. Mm. It's always plural. So you, so if you pick up one piece, it's not a crudité? No, you can't do that. What is it? What is one piece? A carrot? It's a, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just always a carrot. Exactly. Like, for instance, I saw this sentence online. What exactly is a crudité? With an S at the end. What exactly is a crudités? Do we think this is grammatically correct? I don't know. Okay. So wait, how come you can have a carrot, but you can't have a celery? I guess it's because celery grows together in a bunch. Yeah, probably. I mean, it would be also weird. Well, you can have a celery stalk. Yeah, but you can't have a carrot. Ca- uh, you can't have a carrot. Yeah, like you can have a beet, but you can't have a kale. I got, I got, I'm filled with beets. I dropped them. Okay, Matthew, let's just get on with this. So, um, so crudite. Wait, did you say you can't have a kale? Yeah, you can okay, have a no, kale. No, you can't have right? a kale. You can't you have can, a chard. You can have, 
th- there's not can, a lot you of can't vegetables. Have that, a broccoli, but you can have a radish. Yes. It's so mm. I guess it's all about like whether they're joined. Uh, so for maybe the first time on the show, I have, I have breaking news. <laughs> Really? It's it's a tweet from listener Tina. Okay. She says, the best half hour of my week is finally here. Hashtag spilled milk pod is out. And I just ate lomper. Uh, listener Tina is, uh, it lives in Norway. Remind me what lomper is. I had to look it up. It's a Norwegian flatbread. Oh, that's right. I was thinking that you could like wrap lomper around a hot dog. Yes, that's it. Yes. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I Then I hit, I like. Tapped on the hashtag, and and other people have, have said things about us using the hashtag spilled milk pod. So, really? Yeah. Wow. So uh, everyone, uh, talk about the show. Hashtag spilled milk pod. I'm hip on the social media tip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, crudite. Yes. Oh, I forgot we were doing an episode. <laughs> yeah. Traditional. They're traditional French appetizers consisting of sliced or whole raw vegetables that are typically dipped in vinaigrette or another dipping sauce. So this might be like celery sticks, carrot sticks, cucumber sticks, bell pepper strips, broccoli, cauliflower, fennel, and asparagus spears, according to Wikipedia. Now, hold on. I have a big question. I I know what you're going to ask. I think. Why are Celery, carrot, and cucumber all sticks. Oh my god! And bell pepper are strips. We have never been more on the same wavelength. Oh we've my ne- god! We've, we've finally become the same person. We are one. Uh, <laughs> Is that what you were going to say too? That's exactly what I was. Yeah. Why say. does bell yes. pepper not get to be a stick? I don't know. And yet, it maybe it's just because I've been hearing it this way my whole life, or maybe it's a morphological yeah, difference. Say a bell pepper. Stick. I don't think I would say a bell pepper stick. Is, Is it, it because, because it has to be crunchy? Celery, carrot, and cucumber are all crunchy. A bell pepper stick isn't crunchy? Mm, it's soft, and then it's got a snappy, it's kind of snappy. Yeah, but I mean, you could, if we had a bell pepper here, which we don't, like, you could hear us crunching it if, if we if we chose to do so. Yeah, and asparagus is never a stick, it's always a spear. Yeah, and yet that's that's like more more of a stick than any of these things. That's right. Well, anyway, this is the kind of thing that drives people learning a second language insane. up the wall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like bell pepper st- strips. It, you, nobody, everybody would look at you strangely if you said carrot strips. Yeah, or asparagus sticks. But why? Yeah, it's celery strips. Let's let's take a stand. From here on out, we are gonna we are every time we mention sliced bell peppers, we're gonna call them sticks. sticks. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've done our part to make the world a better place. Uh, basically, so crudite means raw things. It's the plural of crudite, which means rawness, which oh, I wow. totally think should be the name of a metal band. Crudite. So, so wait, is there a verb crudite er like to, that means to make raw? <laughs> You can't make something wrong. <laughs> Wait a minute. I never thought about that before. You can't make something wrong. That is, wow. You cannot turn back time. That is intense. Right? Yeah. It's true. You can you can make something cooked, but you can't. I mean, I guess that's sort nature of. Nature makes things raw. Nature makes things raw, but but it doesn't make things raw by taking cooked things and, and subjecting. It's well, it's because it's because of like one of those laws of thermodynamics. It, because like, it, yeah, it it changes the shape of the molecules. Well, like the uh, the the cooked system has more entropy than the raw system. I think. Does that mean it wants to stay that way? Yeah, well, the system wants to move in the direction of more entropy. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. Like like me when I get home and I want to sit down. 
It's it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah. So stay tuned for um for the first hit track from my new band, Crudite. Uh huh. We are so hardcore. You're gonna need to turn down the volume in your headphones. Oh, I can't do like a like a heavy metal singer voice. Really, it just sounds like terrible. But. Crudite. Exactly. Like if that were just something that that like, like the guy from Pantera was yelling over and over in a song, it would sound Crudite. wonderful. Yeah. Crudite. <laughs> yeah. Yes. See? It, it's yes. just it's just Cookie Monster. Um, I think you could also put it in an ACDC song pretty well. Crudite. Like right. That? Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, so um, yeah, I read on this blog post. Yep. Online, I'm not going to say where it came from. It was a blog I never heard of. Okay, anyway, it was, it was but, a, but it was a crudite. No, it was it was, blog. A, it was a crudite post. Okay, okay, and uh, and I and they had a list of seven tips for making a crudite. Poster. Oh, okay. okay. Now let, let's go down the list and discuss. Like asparagus tips. Yeah. Number one, use what is in season and look for vit- <laughs> for vibrant, rich colors. Now, number one, this is two tips in one. Okay. Now, why didn't they break this out into two tips? Wow, you're really coming down hard on this <laughs> this blog that you're not giving credit to. <laughs> Use what is in season. I agree. Look for vibrant, rich colors. Agree. Yeah, for sure. Like if if you saw a crudite platter that was entirely gray, you <laughs> yeah. should probably leave. You should probably that, get an eye exam. Event. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number two, mix in meat and cheese. Hmm. Huh. This doesn't seem traditional. And yeah, it seems like no longer a crudite platter. Right, because it's no longer about rawness, right. unless it's raw cheese. Oh, it can be like raw milk cheese. Yeah, or I guess uh, cured cured mm-hmm. meats. Yeah, which yeah. Yeah, uh, serve baguette or pita chips on the side. I say yes because pita chips are great. I love pita chips, but no, that is not rawness. I'm fine with it. Number three, include at least four types of vegetables. Pickled is always good too. Okay, this is this gets right into something that I want to talk about. Okay, which is is a crudite platter just pining to become a pickle platter no i don't i don't believe i I think a crudite platter is kind of like a uh, composed salad i don't think it wants to be a pickle because a pickle implies like um it it needs like a vinegary thing going on yes and certainly yeah you can do crudite with vinaigrette but that that is mm -mm, it's very different from a pickle and i so so i meant more like if you if you offered me like you have your choice of a crudite platter or a pickle platter, I feel like I'm going to go for the pickle platter oh, every time. I'm going to go for the crudite platter every time. Nine times out of ten. Why? Because I like the flavor of fresh vegetables. Oh yeah, I'm like fuck fresh vegetables. Okay, great. All right. Um, <laughs> imperfect produce. Yeah, it's all imperfect because it sucks. <laughs> Uh, um, tip number four, okay. include a dip. Well, I obviously. Think, yeah, I, so, okay. yes, obviously. However, because I don't really like most condiments, I, mm. I'll i always just skip the dip. Oh, God, no wonder you don't like a crudite platter then, because crudite platters are all about the union of raw vegetable and, and, ranch. A, and ranch or a really great vinaigrette or like aioli. No, I mean, obviously you you uh, didn't read the T-shirt I'm wearing that just says skip the dip. 
and it's just like a little person like skipping over a, yeah, like a kiddie like pool a full of dip. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, item five. If a gr- if a green vegetable. <laughs> if if on a green vegetable <laughs> morn. Uh, <laughs> if a green vegetable, comma, such as asparagus or snap peas or string beans, blanch the veggies first to bring out the color. Wait, it sounds like the saying if you're a green vegetable. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? If a green ble- if you suddenly wake up and you are snap peas. I agree with this. I agree too. Although I will happily eat uh, snap peas. Yeah, if it's a good freshish snap pea. Yeah, but I don't. I don't like raw green beans, and I don't really love raw asparagus. No, I agree. the The snap peas and like I also I think raw snow peas are also good, but you have to string them. Yeah, I also feel really iffy about like raw cauliflower and raw broccoli, but uh, but I, I think that broccoli should be raw on a crudite platter. So I, uh, as as we like to say on the show, ever since last week, I'm I'm bisected on this yeah. um, because I do not like raw cauliflower, but I do like raw broccoli. I know, I know a few minutes ago, I said I hated all produce, but I'm starting to come around. Do you dip raw broccoli in anything? No, I I I like... I was trying to get you, it was trying to catch you in an inconsistency. Oh yeah, like I just like go full on ranch. (gasps) Did I say that? No, I just like, it's it's got a good crunch to it. I like the slight bitterness. (sighs) Number six, separate heads of small crisp lettuces (laughs) such as endive or radicchio. You've got to keep them separated. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. And cut the vegetables within two hours of party time <laughs> to keep them fresh. Yeah. If you, that that I think. Can I tell you my trick from from all my vast catering experience? Yeah, I want to hear your trick. So so whenever we were doing crudite, we would take moistened paper towels or or a wet like oh. clean kitchen towel and you drape it over the vegetables nice. to keep them because you know how carrots will get this like kind of dusty looking dryness hate, on the outside I hate that. radishes will do that uh, cauliflower and broccoli do not yeah. celery can do that but a yeah, little like bit but yeah like when i see if i'm I looking that. at a crudite platter and i see those carrots that have sort of like gotten like frostbitten yeah. only like Warm frostbitten, yeah, uh, like that turns me off to the whole endeavor. Uh, okay, okay, wait, hold, wait, we never did memory lane. Oh, I don't know. I mean, this was definitely a feature of of like a backyard barbecue or like a you know potluck that uh, that I remember as a kid. And I would eat the carrots and celery and not dip them in anything. And that's pretty much what I, I would eat the the bell peppers also. Have you ever made a crudite platter? No, I've made carrot sticks. Does that count? Does does one vegetable constitute? No, I guess I guess according to the rules you just laid down uh, that you stole from a blog, it has to include at least four types of vegetables. Yeah, yeah. So no, I guess I haven't. Huh? Okay, I think I have, and I I've made carrots and celery, so I've made like a half crudite platter. I have definitely done it uh, for because I, you know, I've like I have at various periods of my life worked for caterers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I've made a lot of crudite platters, some like really, really beautiful ones with like asparagus and green beans and and gorgeous summery things. And I really love a crudite platter. So it makes me feel so. I mean, I like the I like the look. To I like just the, say the word crudite. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I, I like the the bounteous appearance. Yeah. I you know I, I'm gonna you're gonna catch me in an inconsistency here, which okay. is if there is hummus, I will definitely dip a celery in a hummus. Oh, see, I would not want the hummus. Um, and then I was thinking, 
like celery and peanut butter is so good. Would any of of these other things be good with peanut butter? You know, I have a cousin who really likes carrots with peanut butter or almond butter. Yeah, I feel weird about that, but but I think it'd probably be good. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like... I feel like I've gotten like a peanut butter dipping sauce near some sort of like pickled carrot situation before, and it was oh, nice. Oh, like a like a spicy like, peanut sauce. Yeah, type? I mean, that definitely like a sounds good. Kind of. Yeah, if there was like a satay sauce with a crudite platter, I'd be just all up in there. Wow, how do you think peanut butter would be on like a tomato? I think bad. I think real bad. Real bad on a tomato. Like yeah. Mm, what about raw broccoli? Might. Kind of be good, really? Yeah. But what's wrong with the tomato? Mm. Uh, I think it's the juiciness. Huh, but it's kind of like a weird, like peanut butter and jelly situation. It is. Um, but but like I'm also I, I am generally averse to like a tomato jelly or tomato jam. Me I too. Guess. I yeah. can't stand that stuff. And it seems like it would it would kind of veer in that direction. Okay, fine. This episode is brought to you by Grove. Grove is a company that makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and family and make sure that you never run out of your favorites. So I've got this really cool glass spray bottle from Grove uh-huh. with a silicone like cup at the bottom. To- I, I have one too. You're not so special. And anyway, it came with a little glass cleaner concentrate that mm-hmm. I put in there. I added water. I made my own glass cleaner. It smells great. And just last week, do you know what I used it to clean? What? So my grandparents took their wedding invitation and they had it set in a little tray that's got a wooden frame and a glass front and and like handles. You carry it around like a little tray. And for you carry like, this around with you always. Yeah, yeah. It's like the size for like one cup of tea. Oh, that is so adorable. Anyway, and I used it to clean the glass for it the other day and it was like gentle. I didn't worry about it messing up the wood and it smelled good. It was great. So go to grove.co slash spilled milk and you will get a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set for free with your order of $20. $20 or more. That's grove.co slash spilled milk. This episode is brought to you by Plated. Plated is a meal kit delivery service that makes it easy to cook amazing seasonal dishes, including the step-by-step recipe cards and pre-portioned ingredients, and it comes right to your door. Every week, there are 20 recipes to choose from, including things like the one that I made this week, garlic basil shrimp and grits with cherry tomato sauce. Now, I love shrimp and grits. I don't make it very often because it is a lot of work, not with plated. They delivered everything I needed, perfectly portioned, and the recipe. And here's something I love about plated. Have you ever made one of those, you know, 30-minute, quote, 30-minute recipes that actually, once you chopped everything and did all the cleanup, it took more like an hour and a half? Not with plated. It said 30 to 40 minutes on the recipe, and I am not very fast in the kitchen, but it was on the table in 29 minutes, and it was delicious. So to get started with plated, go to plated.com slash redeem and use the promo code MILK to get 25% off your first four weeks. That's plated.com slash redeem and use the promo code MILK for 25% off your first four weeks. Plated. Take it easy. Make it easy this summer. How do you feel about grocery store? How do I feel? <laughs> how do I feel about grocery store? And and how do you and <laughs> how do you define a crudités? Um, <laughs> grocery store crudités. Well, I because like they the, always have them. Are they are they like they're in the same category as like the the grocery store uh, shrimp cocktail? Yes, but I, I feel less sketched out. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's convenient. 
it's yeah. not the worst thing. Yeah. It's 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 hard to imagine anyone getting excited about that, but I don't want to speak for I bought um the crudite heads out there. I bought like a little crudite thing at the airport once recently uh-huh. when I I just I felt like I needed something oh, from like, uh, Crudy's Deli some, at SeaTac. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Uh no, from something uh I needed something crunchy. And anyway, it was, you know, the usual suspects, broccoli, tomato, carrot, Mm -hmm. and celery. And it came with a little, uh, like, condiment-sized pot of ranch dressing, but it wasn't Hidden Valley Ranch. Oh. And it was kind of gross. We talked about this recently, that we got a non... What were we doing recently where we were... Oh, was was it ranch Pringles that we didn't like? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't realized how much the the like Hidden Valley really has it dialed in for me. I think ranch. We probably said this on the Pringles episode, but I think ranch is one of those things like ketchup, where like balance is everything, mm-hmm. and like if it's tilted a little bit in in the direction of like the the it's a garlic powder, yes, it becomes a living hell. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Matthew, is there? Oh. Oh, look, look, let's look at the dip section of our agenda. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Your Honor, uh, may I uh, draw your attention? Wait, do you address the judge? I don't. Just go on. Yeah. um, uh, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, may I point your attention to Exhibit A, the dip section? (laughs) People's Exhibit A. Yes, there we go. So there is a Thai form of crudité, and it's called Nam Prik. And uh, the nam prick refers to the dipping sauce, uh, mm-hmm. the dip itself, but it is generally served with a assortment of raw and or cooked vegetables. Okay. So I think the most common nam prick is a nam prick kapi, which I'm definitely pronouncing wrong. Okay. Uh, but is uh, made with uh, roasted shrimp paste and chilies. Okay. Uh, and so you you gather around. You got a bunch of uh, you know like wing beans, cucumbers, what are wing lettuce. Beans? Wing beans are uh, a type of green bean that is sort of in in cross section it's sort of like uh diamond shaped uh, with like uh ruffly edges um and uh and they're very good yeah and you know can be eaten raw or cooked like like a green bean Okay. okay uh and so if if I if I if you could get like at the at the uh, at the Safeway like a Thai crudité platter and not not with like an overly sweet peanut sauce but with like a uh, you know something with some roasted shrimp paste in it I would I would be excited for that one time I bought a uh, a nam prick at uh, at a Thai grocery um, just like you know this this is a jar of of something with chilies that looks good mm-hmm. and it was uh, nam prick mang da mm-hmm. uh, and I was like oh I don't I don't know what that is I'm gonna look it up um, it is a mang is a very large cockroach that is roasted <gasps> and uh, eaten. Wow. So did you open it up and eat it? It was good. Yes. Yeah. Um, the eggplant that can go with non prick is would that be cooked, I'm assuming? It would be blanched, yeah. Gosh, I've never had blanched eggplant. What texture does it have? Well, like the Thai, like the Thai green, like uh, golf ball size, a little bigger than golf oh. ball size. Why do I always, we talked about this recently, didn't we? That, yes. that I'm always looking for a ball that's in between this, like a baseball <laughs> and, and a the, the ping pong ball? Ping pong ball. There we go. <laughs> that's still there a little on the go. small side. Okay. Anyway, those little green ball shaped eggplants. Lacrosse egg ball. Yes, exactly. The lacrosse ball sized, uh, you, you know, everyone, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they are generally not cooked to like a, a tender melting eggplant texture, but they, they 
generally retain some you know tender crispness I don't to know them. How I would feel about that? Um, I don't know it's, if I want to bite into that. It is if you're used to if you grew up with yes. a soft eggplant, it's going to be an acquired texture. But I like it very much. Huh? Okay, I'm I'm open to it. I it, I don't want that in in like a purple eggplant. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, generally, I think those of us who live here in North America uh, are used to ranch dressing crudités. For sure. I think that in uh, in France, it is way more common to have um, a vinaigrette type thing. Not, I don't think I've ever encountered that, and it sounds really good. I would be yeah. absolutely into that. Oh, it's totally delicious. I remember doing that. Uh, I, I think that I first had that when I was doing some catering with Boat Street. Uh, Boat Street Kitchen here in Seattle. But what I was going to say is, uh, so in France, it is very traditional to, as a first course, particularly in sort of like a old old school like bistro type thing. Oh, I thought you were going to say like in an old farmhouse. To have um, uh, one of three different salads made with raw vegetables, either a um, like a, a beet salad, like okay. julienne beets mm-hmm. with vinaigrette. Oh, like the stand at the airport, julienne's beets. Or uh, carrots, it would be called carotte râpée, mm-hmm. like, um, again, sort of like shredded carrot with vinaigrette. Yeah. Um, or celery remoulade. Oh, yeah. So these, and, and I believe that like as a as a whole, these are also called crudité. Oh, interesting. In, in French cuisine. Um, and they are very common. I mean, like, for instance, I remember the the... The school that I was at when I when I was doing my junior year in Paris, there was a bakery across the street that had um, a small cold case in it that had like some yogurts and a few salads and stuff. Uh-huh. And I remember one of the salads they had was carotte râpée. And you could just buy like a little ready-made thing nice. thing of it. But anyway, I think these are also sort of lumped under crudité. Because they're more like chunky vegetables yes. than, than like a salad made with lettuce, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they um, – you wouldn't – like when you are served these things, yeah, they tend to come out as like a little little distinct mounds on a plate. Nice. Wait, is like that the, nice? Like the way that we would scoop carrots – like uh, the way we'd scoop potato salad sort of. Yeah, but um, it is nice. It's so delicious. Okay, I mean, it, uh, the, those all are, are tasty things that I enjoyed. Like when you said they're served as mounds, though, then I got kind of squicked out. When my um, I imagine like being, them being served up with an ice cream scoop. So my host mother, we always had these multi-course meals, but they were very simple. Like mm-hmm. she would buy beets, uh, and in France, it's very hard to buy beets raw. Uh, oh, they're, they're almost always served cooked, or almost always sold like in, cooked, like shrink wrapped. Shrink wrapped, yeah. Yes, or even if even if you go to like an outdoor market where like produce distributors and some farmers are there selling stuff, your beets will almost always be cooked. Why? I have no idea. The, the exception is like uh, there are a couple of organic markets in Paris, organic outdoor markets. Oh, like the uh, the Boulevard Raspail. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Why do I know that? And that is probably going to be a better place to buy raw beets. But anyway, at my neighborhood, I lived right by the Richard Lenoir market, or the That's a actually, cool name. which which is I guess the Bastille market. But anyway, the beets were always huge. And served or sold, uh, cooked. And my host mother. How long does it take to roast a big beet like that? I don't know, but I have to tell you that I wish I could buy beets that were that beautifully and consistently cooked. I I know that I could buy like at Trader Joe's or something cooked beets. Yeah. 
But they're, so, they're for some not, reason, it kind of squicks me yeah, out. Yeah, they're not great. But the roasted beets that I could buy at like the outdoor market were so much tastier than any beet that I make at home because I always inevitably like undercook them or like I, I don't like them very much. One of the best things you can encounter at a Seattle's farmer's market, and I'm sure they do this in lots of other places, is um, donuts. Is donuts. <laughs> go, go on. <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, is uh, when they when they bring out the uh, the gas fired chili roaster. Oh my god! Like uh, like height of summer. Yes, chili season. it's coming up. Yeah, um, and uh, like they throw the chilies into this uh, metal cage and rotate it while oh fire is blasting. Uh, our, our listeners who live in New Mexico probably have access to this year round. Yeah, and um, it's awesome. And and like you can smell it, like it, it draws people to the market from miles away. Probably mm-hmm. they could just throw some beets in there too. Mm-hmm. They totally could. Imagine them tumbling around in uh-huh. there; they would just get chewed up. Yeah. I kind of want to see this. Anyway, but uh, my host mother used to often they make... They should have a thing where, like, if you anything you buy, they'll throw it into the <laughs> roaster for you. Yes! <laughs> like, like uh, you know, a, a butcher where they'll... A dozen like, eggs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I was going to say is that my host mother would buy one of these giant beets and she'd cube it up and toss it with her vinaigrette that she mixed up in her beautiful wooden bowl like yeah. it was no big deal and we would have that as a first course and it and it turned out it was a big deal we would have that as a first course and then she would serve like a roasted chicken and some potatoes and then we would have bread and cheese and then we would have dessert yeah Oh my God! It was so. But does does that uh, really, for you, fall within the purview of what we call crudité? No, but in I, I just America? totally went off of. Uh, um, I mean, Matthew, not when how do, you say that. When do we ever stay on topic? I went off topic and started talking about my ideal home cooking style. Yeah, I mean, what what is stopping you? Nothing, the, the, nothing it's the is unavailability me. of a big roasted Nothing beet. is stopping me, but I so rarely cook more than one item at a time. You know, for, a meal. for your birthday, yeah, which is which by the time people hear this is probably coming up soon. I know you you asked me to to make you a cookbook of some of my favorite recipes, uh, but that sounds like a lot of work. So I'm just going to roast a big <laughs> beet and show up unexpectedly at your house and say, "Here you go." Oh, thanks. I'd like that too. Uh huh. Okay. Maybe I'll bring I'll I'll, I'll bring a beet. Great. Along with the book. Great. Okay. Books and beats. Uh, anyway, but yeah, okay. Um, Matthew, what are your favorite things on a crudité platter? Okay. Uh, I have a hard time saying what are your favorite crudité, because that just sounds... I'm, I'm fine with it. Okay, Matthew, what are your favorite crudité? My favorites are, and I'm, <laughs> I'm reading off this paper where I wrote them down because I can't think of them off the top of my head. Broccoli. Already, already covered that. Cucumber. Bell pepper, especially green. And celery. Okay. I'm going to go um, cucumber, but only if it's Persian, cut into spears. Yeah. I, yeah. Or like Japanese or something like something, that. Something that's not like a thick-skinned American cucumber. Like a, is that a burpee cucumber? Maybe it is. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go bell pepper if it is red. No, I think you're thinking of the fact that the other kind is called a burpless cucumber. That's right. Because burpee is a seed company. (laughs) You're right. You're right. But I mean, yes, it is a burpee cucumber, apparently. I've never noticed that cucumbers make you burp, but whatever. Anyway, um, okay, I like bell peppers, but I'm kind of the opposite of you. I like most of the colors except green, Mm -hmm. but I would eat the green. 
Um, I like celery. I like carrots, but I don't like it when they're baby carrots. I, I want, yeah, I, I wanted, want, I wanted to talk about this. I want a carrot that has been like, like sticked by human yeah, hands. Yeah, lovingly sticked. Yeah. I also like. You ever been lovingly sticked? I, <laughs> I also like, uh, asparagus. If it's not like over blanched. Yeah. Green beans, I could sort of care less. Um, tomatoes. Oh my God. I find tomatoes really challenging. On a like cherry tomatoes? Yeah, do you just pop the whole thing in your mouth? What if it's the slightly bigger than cherry tomatoes? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They get kind of big, and then what do you do with it? It's like all coated in ranch, and you're getting ranch on your hands, and, and then you got to pop the whole thing <laughs> in your mouth. That's the you're term else- ranch hands, <laughs> who are people that help you out at the crudite platter when you have a tomato problem. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, some of those cherry tomatoes are big, like bigger than any cherry. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean, and I, I'm not a big fan of cherry tomatoes in general, and uh, like raw, especially like if there's like a roasted cherry tomato tart, I like that. But so, yeah, I would. So this is not a problem you can relate to. I guess it isn't. I mean, mm-hmm. but I would, I would accept a job as a ranch hand helping <laughs> other people with this problem. I think I'd accept a job as a real ranch hand, like on a on a dude ranch or like a real uh, like working on a dude, ranch on a, on a on a dude ranch, just yeah. maybe for a weekend because I know it's really hard. That sounds work. great, and you'd you'd wear like a bandana and, and yeah. I mean, like, I even had some chaps for a while. I was Back just when I was chaps. actually riding, I had some custom chaps. So wait, are are chaps the things that go like on the front of your legs? No, what are chaps? Chaps, chaps are uh, what are the things I'm thinking of, and what are chaps? It's like um like a like a leather that is that you zip up along the outside. It it covers your entire leg. Okay, uh, but not your butt. So hence the term assless, assless chaps. chaps. All chaps are assless. This someone was Dan Savage complaining about this recently. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. But anyway, basically it's like um there's a waistband that kind of sits at your hips. Okay. And you fasten that and then there are like these two sort of um quadrilateral pieces of of leather. Are they bisected? Uh and and they fit if you have like custom chaps, they they zip around your leg and fit you quite tightly. And is so that your pants don't rub on the saddle. Ah, okay. Because if you if you wear jeans or any other kind of pants with seams and you don't have chaps or something else to hold them tight against your leg, you will have really bad saddle you're gonna, sores. Oh, saddle, I was going like, to say you're going to literally come apart at the seams. No, no. You, oh. you get some real rubs. You also get some rubs breaking in chaps. But yeah. Wow. Another thing that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. But I mean, like once you get it out there. It was so satisfying, like, though, to like. To I mean, it's a very precious thing to have have your own like custom chaps mm-hmm. and to have your own custom horse. Yeah, but anyway, I I felt so cool in my chaps. Wait, I got into a conversation recently about Norwegian fjord horses with someone other than you, but I can't remember what the really? situation was. We have a listener, Casey, who uh-huh. is currently living with her family in England, although she is American, and uh, she tags me. She has a friend. Or an acquaintance or something who has some Norwegian mm-hmm. fjords, and she tags me um, on on photos of them on Instagram so that I can see them. 
Thank you, listener Casey, because I always love it when she does that. That's wonderful. I remember I was visiting a friend of the show, Jen Chu, uh, at Facebook where she works. I thought you signed an NDA, Matthew. You can't talk about this. You're right. I did. I signed. I signed an NDA. Like, is this is this privileged information? It might be. Yeah. Uh, One of her coworkers was uh, about to leave on a trip to Iceland and was talking that they were going to ride horses in Iceland. And uh, I was like, are those are Icelandic horses related to Norwegian fjord horses? Because I think they have fjords in Iceland, maybe. And if they don't, we're definitely going to hear about it. Did you get it. this person to send us photos? No, but I can ask Jen if she's if she's gotten any and can yeah, pass them on. Yeah, see if we on. can get some photos of those Icelandic fjord horses. So then, of course, what happened was we just kept all Googling up uh, pictures of Norwegian fjord horses and passing them around. Yeah. Oh, God, great. so cute. This episode was brought to you by Plated, the meal kit delivery service that delivers amazing seasonal dishes right to your door with perfectly proportioned ingredients. And if you got kids, put them to work this summer. When the Plated box arrives, have them open the box, pull out the stuff, and get going. They can follow along with the step-by-step illustrated recipe card. And to get started, go to Plated.com redeem and use the promo code MILK, and you will get 25% off your first four weeks. Take it easy, make it easy with Plated. I feel like we've kind of almost done this mm-hmm. here. You can actually use a lumper as a saddle <laughs> on your Norwegian fjord horse. Just a little wrap. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we're definitely not talking about crudite anymore. So you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. What is there a member of the crudite family that we didn't mention that that you would like to throw in throw into the hat that's not what that yeah also do you know of any ranch hand positions that are open Uh uh-huh i I mean specifically for matthew like uh, banquet related for me actual ranch related no i want to work on the i want to spend a weekend on the dude ranch with you we're we're gonna we're gonna wear chaps we're gonna wear bandanas you are gonna be the worst i think i would be i think i might be great (laughs) like i mean what do you what does a ranch hand do like comb a horse Oh, God, I mean, I think you'd have to do everything. You'd have to, like, you know, groom them. You'd have to saddle them up. You'd probably have to wash the horses. You'd have to, like, walk them. Is a ranch, does everything a ranch hand do, is it all horse related? No, probably not. You probably also need to, like, move the cattle between different pastures. That sounds cool. I mean, this sounds like, aren't you basically, like, helping the rancher? So if the rancher is, like, you're the person who does all the work. Um, So you're also going to have to move hay bales. Oh, like with with pitchforks? No, bring your work gloves. Wait, I have to just like pick up hay bales. Like, what are pitchforks for? Actually, I don't. Oh, well, know. that's for moving loose hay. That's for rioting. Um, no, hay bales oh, okay. usually are are strapped with like wire. Hence the like bailing wire. Bailing wire, exactly. Um, could I work on the chuck wagon? I don't know what that would be. <laughs> Do you want to give wagon rides to kids? Because no. I think that there are like some some apple orchards around here that do that seasonally. No, I want to be I want to be nicknamed Cookie. And, and oh, then you're going to then you're going to be the cook. Okay. Yeah, you're going to cook some like steaks over the I open fire. I know there is a wagon involved here somewhere. Okay. Okay. I want. Okay. I want to hold a pitchfork. Can I? Can I be? I want to. I want to like cook a steak and then like spear it with a pitchfork and hold it out for you to taste in a romantic way. Matthew, we're not married. I I know, but it's just we're we're play acting for the for the dude ranch. Okay, this is what people expect to see at the dude ranch. <laughs> you, do you want to let all these people down? They probably paid a lot of money for this weekend at the fucking dude ranch. Uh, I'll make the crudite. Okay, great. You can also find us on uh, all the popular podcasting platforms on Instagram at 
Spilled Milk podcast. Yeah, that's one of the popular podcasting platforms. Yeah, I, I ran that together yeah. unnaturally. Okay, you can also find us, I think we already told you, on Facebook, yep. um, ha- where we want you to weigh in on crudite platters yep. and stuff. Uh, hashtag Spilled Milk Pod. That's that's a hashtag people people have used. Like, go, go graffiti it on a wall. Yeah, do it. Don't tell anybody we told you to. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. If people do that, we will end up getting in trouble for it. Okay. Anyway, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Dude, where's my ranch? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I have to use the bathroom. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we're off to a stretch. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.